And now, ladies and gentlemen, Skywalker. Thank you, Jim Davis, and thanks for tuning in to Radio Memories here on October 27th, 2021. Almost done with October, but we got a special show for you today. One of the, we've got a legend coming up here on the show, award-winning legendary voice actor Joe Cipriano will be joining us. That's right. Before he was uh, big time, you know, and on every sitcom and and movie trailer and radio imaging, not only in this country, but uh, other countries uh, worldwide, uh, he was a disc jockey. And uh, he is going to share his radio memories. And joining us from his beautiful home in Beverly Hills, California, not only a radio veteran, but national voiceover superstar, Joe Cipriano. Joe, it is so good to see you. Dave, it is so great to see you and chat with you. I'm such a fan of this, and I I love what you're doing. I just want to get it out there first. Thank you. You... Uh, people outside of L.A. might not know who Johnny Grant was. Johnny Grant was the unofficial mayor of Hollywood. He was the gatekeeper of all of the traditions and uh, the truth and, and was there for every Hollywood Walk of Fame you know, star with every single big star. So he, he was Hollywood. He had all the stories, all the truth. And that is you, my friend. You are you're the mayor of Los Angeles radio and beyond. It is quite a compliment. You are giving us all the, the real facts, the truths, the stories. So great. And, and it's actually uh, you, the talent that are giving all the stories. And, and it's, it's just wonderful that people are willing to participate and, and offer and share their memories. And it's great to have you on this. Now you and I have known each other since 1980. Uh, I, I knew you before you were a big superstar. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you and I, uh, when we first met, I think we looked exactly the same age. We were, we were like the kids of K hits 97. Uh, now you see my true age and, and the big difference in our age. No, there's not much difference. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we still, are, I mean, we're still basically the same age, but I mean, at the time, yeah, we looked exactly the same age. Yeah, uh, it's true. Uh, the only difference is you were married and I was still too young to be married because <laughs> I was 18. You know, I mean, wow. when we uh, when we met. Yeah. Uh, and I had just turned 18. So. Um, wow. That's but, amazing. You know, it, it's funny, but your story, I'd like to begin how it started with Joe Cipriano. Where does your story begin? Waterbury, Connecticut. Uh, grew up in a small town uh, called Oakville. Uh, went on a school trip in fourth grade to WTIC, AM, FM, and TV in Hartford, Connecticut at Broadcast Center. Me and my fourth grade classmates. And touring the, the TV studio was cool and seeing those cameras. I still have pictures, you know, like the old Instamatic uh, pictures. Mm-hmm. I still have pictures of, you know, the, the cameras and, and what that looked like. But it was when I, we all walked down the hall towards radio 
And we stood in front of this big window watching these two guys on the air, which was WTICAM, and they were having a blast. And we could hear them on the speakers, you know, in the hallway. And they were waving to us. And I, I noticed that all of the girls in my class were all like transfixed by these guys <laughs> telling jokes and stuff. And I thought, okay, mental note, this, this is good. So uh, <laughs> when I turned 14, uh, I called local DJ Jerry Wolf at WWCO in Waterbury, AM 1240, 1,000 watt uh, day, 250 at night. Uh, we, at the studios, we could barely get the signal to monitor ourselves on our radio <laughs> at night at, two, at 250 watts. Yeah. Long story short, gopher, like same kind of stuff that you've done. We've so many of us have done. Mm -hmm. Finally got hired one fateful day when somebody didn't show up for a Sunday night show on the FM country. Uh, I, I went and, and, and I did that. Eventually transferred to the AM, which was the big top 40 in Waterbury, number one. Did nights when I was on the air uh, in high school, junior in high school, six to 10. Did my homework while um, the songs were spinning. <laughs> and, uh, upon graduation, got moved to afternoons. And uh, that was that was the beginning. Then I worked uh, also at WDRC in Hartford uh, weekends and fill in. And I had an interesting story. I was never Joe Cipriano, never used Cipriano on the air at, at in Waterbury. I was Tom Collins and <laughs> which I found in the newspaper, the Waterbury Republican American uh, in the obituary, this poor guy named Thomas Collins uh, had passed away. And I thought, hmm, good name. So uh, I was Tom Collins. Then Charlie Parker from WDRC in Hartford called and said, hey, kid, our overnight, I'd, I'd gone up there for auditions. They, they were the big time. You would go in and do an audition with an engineer, with a board op. Mm -hmm. And you would do the format. And I, I had done two of them. And Charlie hadn't, hadn't bitten, you know. But then the overnight guy was sick. He had laryngitis and he said, can you, Charlie Parker, he's dying like this. Can you, can you come up tonight? You got to go on at, at midnight. And, you know, it was like eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. Yeah. So I drove up there and on the way there, he said, come up with another name. You can't be Tom Collins because the, the signals crossed. So I always loved Dan, Dan Donovan, Dave Dearborn. I love those kind of sound of names. Mm -hmm. So on the way up there, I came up with Dave Donovan and, uh, Charlie called me when I was on the air. He goes, love the name. It's good. Dave Donovan. Sounded like WDRC. So that, that was that. And then eventually moved to Washington, D.C. and worked for NBC there. Uh, I had sent in a tape. I, I'd seen an R&R &R that they were looking. Um, I was like 19 or 20. They were looking for a new staff for the FM. So I sent in. Uh, a tape from WWCO and they actually called me back and said, Hey, we like this tape. Do you have something that's more of a personality format? So I said, yeah, I work at DRC in Hartford. So I sent that in. And um, about three weeks later, I get a call at, at CO doing my afternoon show. Uh, Tom, this is uh, Gordon Peel from uh, NBC in Washington. Just want to let you know that we love your tape. Uh, you're, you're in the running, you're in the top three. And we may be calling you, uh, for, you know, for an interview. I was like blown away. And a half hour later, I get a call from one of the receptionists up at Hartford at DRC. And she said, hey, Dave, uh, this guy Gordon Peel called for you. And I went, oh, wow, I, I guess maybe 
maybe he's looking for me, you know? So I, I called him. I said, hey, Gordon, uh, this is Dave Don You called for me at Dave Donovan at DRC. He goes, yes, Dave, Gordon Peel here at NBC. Just want to let you know we love your tape. We've narrowed it down to three people, and you're one of them. And I said, well, yeah, uh, I just talked to you. He goes, no, we haven't talked to you before. I go, yeah, we, uh, I'm Tom Collins in, in Waterbury. You're Tom Collins and Dave Donovan? I said, yeah. He goes, well, you're two of the three people that we've narrowed. <laughs> so I got the job, Dave. They were talking to the same, <laughs> same guy. And, That's oh, hilarious. You'll know this name, Bob Henneberry. Oh yeah, was the consultant and Bob and and the PD were arguing over who they liked better. <laughs> I don't know. I like this Colin. I don't guy. know. Yeah, I like that kid, uh, but Colin. Know, but you know, this Dave Donovan. You know, I don't know. It's you know. <laughs> and then they hired me, and and they said uh, we're going to change your name. And I said that's fine. I never use Cipriano. He goes, no, we like Cipriano. My name is. David Joseph Cipriano. They yeah. didn't know that at the time. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Uh, and they said, we're going to call you Joe Cipriano because it, it sounds more ethnic and it rhymes. It I actually said. rhymes. Yeah. yeah. I always thought, yeah. And I always thought, had you chosen your your uh, your birth name, Dave Cipriano, it didn't rhyme. Yeah. And it was always a good, uh, it was a wise decision, I always thought, to, to use your middle name, you know, Joe Cipriano. Yeah. It, yeah. it just, yeah. it was very melodic. And it's, it stuck. I mean, it's been like that since that was 1975, you know, and. Yeah. And it was, it was an easy name to remember mm -hmm. and, and uh, easy name to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it took you, and, and I was, uh, I, I, you know, when you first arrived at K hits, that's the name you used. It is. Yeah. And and it, it so how do you arrive? Uh, so where are you before Cahiz? Where, where are uh, yeah, you know? I, w I had been at, at NBC and I was there for maybe about four years, three and a half, four years. They flipped the format. It was disco. That's what I went there for. Oh, uh, really? Disco, yeah. And uh, they flipped the format to nine three nine Uptown, and it was like a jazz thing. And the PD was like you know, Joe, you gotta, you gotta calm down. And, you know, cause I was a real up-tempo jock, you know, and I tried to do the jazz thing and uh, they called me and they said, this is not working. You're, we gotta let you go. And so uh, that was first time I'd ever gotten fired, which was scary beyond belief. Um, so then I, I actually got a job at WRQX, the ABC O&O, which was kind of like KLOS. It was that same format that album rock at the time in the seventies with that same logo. You may yeah. even have that oh, logo yeah. behind you. No, I don't see it. You know, that kind of round thing. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I did that just temporarily until I thought I could find something. And, and then lo and behold, there's an announcement that they're going to flip the uh, format to top 40. This is like 1978 or nine. And I went, oh my God, I've been trying to get out of there. Now I thought I got to stay. And so it was Al Brady Law who came in. Oh yeah, uh, as the PD, great, great guy. Mm -hmm. uh, Doug Limerick, uh, he brought with him from HDH in Boston as the newsman. Brought down uh, Dude Walker um, from Boston as well, and um, fired the entire staff ex except me and my friend Stony Richards. Who remember Stony from Yeah, yeah. Kept us on. Stony did late night. 
uh, 10 to 2, and I did 2 to 6 in the afternoon. And, and that was, Dave, when I, I started to do voiceovers and was getting booked to do regional voiceovers. And I knew that the, the big gigs were in L.A., so I was, you know, sure that I needed to get to Los Angeles, but I was not going to come out here and be another starving actor. You know, I needed a radio job. So I started looking and looking and looking and um, finally got a hit from Jim Conley at, at K hits. And uh, I was just like thrilled, you know, it was amazing. And I went into the PD at Q107 and I said, I got this great opportunity. You know, I, I want, always wanted to go to LA. Um, I got this, you know, offer at, at a radio station and, you know, I want to give you two weeks notice. And um, he said, uh, no, you, you can't go. <laughs> what? Oh, what do you mean you can't? I can't go. He goes, you signed a letter of intent to enter into a contract with us. And I, uh, it's like, yeah, that was at the very beginning. This was Alan Burns, by the way, who had come in after Al Brady Law. Okay. Great guy, Alan. You know, just he was. Ah, uh, okay. See, you know. And uh, he said, you signed that letter. And I said, yeah, but at the time, that was so we wouldn't go across the street to PGC or, or anything like that. And he said, yeah, well, ABC owns uh, properties in Los Angeles, and we don't want you competing with our properties there. So we're not going to let you go. I was devastated. I had worked months and months and months, almost a year, Dave, trying to get, you know, an offer. And I finally got an offer at what seemed to be at the time, a really cool station. I saw those beautiful new studios. Well, the numbers, the numbers were climbing at that point. Yeah. And, and and you were there. Yeah. Uh, Charlie tuna in the morning. Right. Um, Neil Ross in middays, uh, Steve Scott had come in to do afternoons. I think. Right. And uh, lo- long story short, I hired an attorney to help me get out. And after weeks of negotiating with ABC uh, lawyers, he said, listen, there is no way I can get you out of this. He said, they have way too many lawyers. You're, you're going to go broke. And he said, the only thing I, I can advise you to do is go in tomorrow, tell Alan Burns that you are so stressed that you cannot perform anymore. And that uh, as of today, you're walking out of the station and you're going to take a leave of absence without pay. And I thought, wow, I would have never thought of that. That's not the way my parents told me you do things. No. And I was like, wow, that's that's brilliant. <laughs> and I went in and, and I did it. And a little it. bold, because how is that going to really turn out? I don't know. And it was November. So the November sweeps were about to start. I think that following week, he nearly fell off his chair. He said, go do your shift. Um, I did it, you know, before coming in for afternoons. I met him afterwards in the, in the GM and they were pissed. The GM was really pissed. And they said, we're going to let you go, but you have to stay through the end of sweeps. And then you can leave uh, whenever the sweeps are over beginning of end, end of November. And I did. And I got out and I came to L.A., and I met Jim Conley. <laughs> so that's how you got out of your deal. Yeah. Wow. It was a real bluff move. Uh, it was a I gamble. Never, yeah. Gamble. And, I never hey. thought that that, I never even would have thought of doing that. And uh, and it worked. So I get, uh, Ann and I come to LA 
Ann quit her job at Channel 7 in D.C. She got a job here at KBC TV, Channel 7. I remember. Yeah, news writer and producer. And I, uh, I started up on, on K-Hits. First night. I, mean, I remember I, I remember meeting Ann when you guys first got here. You two look like young kids, like you shouldn't have even been married. You, you look like you were boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look so young. We were, you know, it was we had gotten married in 79, got here in December of 1980. And so we were newlyweds. And- 1979, I graduated high school. I was doing overnights at K-Hits 97. <laughs> Here's an interesting thing. When I got here, uh, I did the overnight shift one night. I think Daniel West was on, and I met him. just no, to Daniel learn- was on before me, and I would be on from one to five. Yeah, I, I don't know why... We didn't, I had an hour, maybe it was the midnight to one. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah, Yeah, it probably was midnight to one. Yeah. I came into the studio to do it, learn that amazing board. I'd never worked on a Pacific Reporters board before. We had Neumann microphones. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was nothing like this on the East Coast. You know, it was a showcase. Mm -hmm. And you'd sit in that studio and you'd look out at those big windows that would look west and you could see sunset, you know, uh, the sun setting uh, every night. You know, they they had told Conley, uh, sent a cease and desist, the ABC lawyers, when they were, you know, and and don't talk to him anymore, the people back in on East Coast. And when I talked to Jim, he said, don't worry, this is just big business crap. He said, I'm going to hold a shift for you. Get out, you know, somehow. And he waited Two months. And I think that caused problems at K-Hits, too, because he was trying to hold a shift. And he's also bringing people in. I think that's when Steve Scott came in. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, yeah. so things were getting shift around, shifted around, which probably is one. I've heard you talk about the fact that people coming in from out of town into L.A., uh, either it works or it doesn't work. But no matter what, it doesn't work at the beginning. You know, they, you have to assimilate and, and start yes. to learn what the feel is of, of L.A. And I, and I got a little feeling from the other jocks, nothing, you know, bad, but that they weren't really too thrilled about me coming in from the East Coast, you know, to to uh, to K-Hits. But then everybody got along with everybody. You know? Oh, yeah. After a while. But you got to remember uh Greater media had suddenly changed a group of of disc jockeys that were completely from Southern California. Mm-hmm. And, and great jocks, too, that were, were then, on the with Bobby. Yeah. And then as they were doing away with all of the people that Bobby had brought in, Southern California disc jockeys, these were so unfamiliar names. And I, and I once again blame that on greater media because they had no idea what they were really doing. Yeah. And, and the proof is in the pudding because in the end, it was a disaster. Yeah, I think they did good on the East Coast, like Philadelphia didn't they have a big uh, greater media station there that was doing very well. And, and they kept softening K-hits. Mm-hmm. I mean, it got, it got so boring. Oh, it was horrible. You remember the cards? You know, Jim knows, Jim Conley knows that I talk about this. But on the card, there used to be a step. It used to go K-H-T-Z. K-Hits 97. And that's the way we had to say. Yeah, and then, and then 
Coast comes in and just oh boy wiped you know KHTZ off the off the channel, and and then you know uh, of course you're a survivor. I'll let you tell the story from K hits you go to. I was on uh, uh, Bob Moore was the GM at uh, K hits when I came in. He was the general sales manager, and then he got the GM position. And I remember after being there for my first uh, contract, I had to take a. I took a $30,000 pay cut to come to LA from Los Angeles because as I heard later, they pay you in sunshine. So um, after a year and you bought that, I did. And I also bought that the GM back then said, listen, do this for a year. We'll talk in a year. And I went back and it was Bob Moore and Bob Moore refused to move. Uh, I was making 30,000 a year, I think. He refused to move. And I even had my attorney that I used to get out of the ABC deal talk to Bob. And Bob was not happy about that. He said, do not send an attorney to me. You know, he was not happy. So I said, listen, Bob, I, I just, I can't go on like this. I mean, uh, I'm thankful that you guys brought me out here, but it, it's just not fair to be, you know, paid what I think is, you know, below, underpaid. Yeah, below market, you know. Below and King Hits, I guess by then, had been known as kind of a, a low payer. You know, greater media was. Everybody guess, but, in the market knew. Oh, boy. And it wasn't media. a union station. And I'm a union, had been a union guy since 75, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, I said, Bob, you know what? I can't do it as much as I, as I want to. Uh, he's and and we can't remember Rick Lippincott was PD then I think mm -hmm. there may have been other things beyond the behind the scenes that I didn't know about maybe Rick didn't want me to stay it, you know I don't know but I said we came to the agreement that I was going to leave but I could do weekends and fill-ins every once in a while while I looked for work so I went to uh whatever like a daily pay whatever that was I can't imagine what that was and um, I did that for a while and I was sending out tapes, you know, in LA. And one time I was on the air, I think it was Saturday night and I got a phone call on the request line. And uh, I said, hey, K-Hits. And he said, Dave. And I, I thought, well, anybody who calls me Dave has got to know me from the East Coast or a family member or something. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah. I said, who's this? He said, uh, uh, this is Ed Mitchell from WDRC in Hartford. We used to work together. I, I did uh, the fill-in shifts too when you were there. I go, oh my gosh, Ed, I haven't talked to you in years. He goes, yeah, listen, uh, I'm coming to LA. Uh, my name's Ed Scarborough, by the way. I'm the program director for all the CBS uh, FM hot hits stations, or at least he was doing the one in the Midwest. He said, we're coming into town. I think we're they gonna... were the hottest hits. Because... Hottest hits. Yes. Yes. We're coming into town and Mike... we're going to flip KNX FM yeah. to uh, hit radio. And I want you to be uh, on the air. And I was like, he just pulled me out of, I was doing weekends kind of like, what the heck am I going to do? You know, yeah. Yeah. how am I going to move forward? And uh, I said, yeah. He said, there's just one thing. This Joe Cipriano thing. He said, I want you to go back to being Dave Donovan, uh, the way you were at DRC. I said, hey, anything you want, Ed. Yeah, happy to do it. So we signed on the air, you know, maybe about a month or two. Unfortunately, they announced the flip 
about a month or more before they did it. And K- Jerry Defran at Kiss FM went, oh, really? So he went to Mike Joseph and, and licensed Hot Hot Hits. We couldn't use it. Right. So we, were, we were a hit, hit radio and, you know, whatever. And they just, you know, did everything better, had more money. CBS was, they were terrible. They, they, they had all of these resources. They, they, we were giving away turkeys at Thanksgiving, and Kiss FM is giving away every Thursday a Porsche with $20,000 in the glove box. <laughs> We're going, okay, uh, did you, what's the phrase that pays to win a turkey? (laughs) And you had the gobble, gobble, I remember remember the same. Oh, God. Oh, God. And and it it started off with Todd Parker in Afternoons, and and he got a raw deal because somehow CBS, you know, made a deal. did get a raw deal. Yeah. I really felt bad for Todd. Jack Armstrong came in and yeah, poor Todd. But, you know, he ended up doing really well. He went over to Power. Yeah. 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 And he sounded great at Power 106. He really did. Yeah. Not that he didn't sound great at at, at KKHR, but, you know, he really did. He was displaced. uh, Yes. And and unceremoniously. It was interesting what Ed pulled together. They were, you know, Mark Hansen, I think he came in from Texas, didn't he? Uh, he's I now, don't know, but he was great. Great, I thought, great night jock. You know, I love Jack Armstrong. I think he's yeah. just as What a talent. Guy. I grew up listening to him uh, on a skip, you know, on AM, WKBW out of Buffalo. Oh, yeah. And uh, in Connecticut. And oh, my God. And then he actually worked in Connecticut for a while. He was at POP. Uh, he was all around New England, you know, Um but what a talent. Oh, my God. And to then work with him at KKHR. Uh, Christopher Lance was in between me and 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 Jack, you know, mm-hmm. in that. I did 9 to noon. Chris did noon did to 3. Noon. Right. Jack did 3 to 7 or something like that. Right. Uh, but I'd be there, you know, doing production and the I would do the promos and things like that and um, at KKHR. So I'd get to see Jack oh, all the can time. I, can I tell this story? Sure. Okay, when you guys first got the the first pack, the jingle package, uh-huh. uh, there was a jingle uh, at the top of the hour, and uh, it was a bed, uh, the, the top the the top okay. of hour bed. Yeah, and it went da 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 da. So we ordered the package. It radio. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we ordered this the same package at Quad One Hundred Six in Sacramento. So when we got the package, I run that you know hit the tape. And it goes, K-W-O-D, Sacramento. Where's the talk up? I called Jan. I go, where's the bed? And I said, well, it's on KKHR. Well, they must have created it. So I call you. You said, you created that. Yeah, I, 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 I looped it. Yeah. And I said, would you mind sending me a copy? He said, no, I don't mind. Little does anybody know that we were playing the KKHR. And then I just edited from that point. Sure, you edited in the, the call. K-W-O-D. <laughs> All that time yeah. in Sacramento, we were playing the KKHR ID. My edit, yes. Yeah. The Joseph Briano edit. <laughs> because it didn't come in the package. No, and I had originally gone to Ed and said, oh, come on. 
the station is so hot. I mean, we had reverb on the mic. It's like, oh my God, which was actually why I was happy I was using a different name because I didn't want, I was doing voiceover as well. I didn't want people to know that I was Joe Cipriano who also did voiceover screaming at the top of my lungs with <laughs> reverb and, you know, being an idiot, which was so fun. Oh, I said, fun. we got to have a talk up the top of the hour. We've, we've got to have a talk up. And he goes, no, you know, we, we don't have one. So I made it and played it for him. And he went, son of a gun. That is awesome. I was so awesome. excited by that, that band, you know, that. that yeah, all I, the jocks loved it. Uh, you know, Mark Hansen, was, he, he was such a good jock, night jock. And oh, my God, he had a blast with it. And then eventually with the jingle company made one for us, uh, which was actually a, a nicer one with an explosion right before, um, you know, the logo which was cool. And then you walk right over to Kiss FM. I got fired from KKHR uh, by Ed, which had been in the works for a while because the, the head guy in radio at Black Rock back in New York, this is, I, I love this, you know, from the moment I went on the air, he would call Ed and go, I hate that nine to noon guy. His voice is awful. And he, and Ed said, he's he's a great jock you know he he's doing great because i don't like his voice his voice is too high uh i want him out and it took three years whatever it was to finally convince ed that he had to do it he had so much pressure he was under so much pressure he used to you go he would have back problems from the pressure and the poor guy couldn't even sit in a chair and we would do jock meetings with him lying on the floor because he had to be like on a board. So his spine was in an alignment. It was, and it was all from pressure. Uh, so I, I got let go. And when Ed told me, I still had a few shifts to do. I actually got to do my last shift. And uh, I called Jerry DeFran over at Kiss because I had talked to him on and off and he knew me. And I said, Jerry, they're, they're letting me go. Do you have anything for me? He goes, yep, come on over. You're going to do nights on, on the AM, uh, 10 to 2 at night. So I got a full-time job out of it, literally went off the air at KKHR on Sunday and, and did Monday night at, at KISS AM. Uh, and that was a union station, Dave, which so was KKHR. Yeah, so was yeah, KKHR. It was good yeah. money, you know, yeah. as you know, because then we were reunited. We're reunited again. Yeah. And one of the funniest things is uh, – and I don't know if you recall this, but they would have you and I, I don't know why they picked us, fill in for Commander Check Street. Yes. And uh, uh, you would generally do D's in the morning and, uh, and I would do afternoons. And, uh, and I always remember uh, Bruce Vidal Bruce referred Vidal. to me as, and in for Commander Check Street, it's Captain Skywalker <laughs> up in Yellow Thunder. And I'm in the next room on the telephone. Yes, we used to do it. <laughs> well, we used to do it. Did you ever do it in the helicopter? Never. We, used to go, uh, we had a, a fill-in uh, pilot named Dandy Don from Redondo Danny, we used to call him. And I, I used to do both Dees and, and Afternoon when Big Ron was there. It didn't make sense to me. I had to drive to Long Beach from Pacific Palisades uh, to be there at 5.40 in the morning to get up for the first report 
And I said, you've got a helicopter, for God's sakes. Come and get me in Santa Monica. And they said, no, we, we don't, you know, that's just a little bit too much extra fuel to be able to do that. And I was like, and then I started to have kind of nightmares of getting into helicopter crashes. And I just finally said, I can't do this anymore. I had done it for maybe a year or whatever it was, a number of times. I said, I can't do it anymore. And they said, oh, okay, you could do it on the phone. Plus, uh, Yellow Thunder wasn't a jet copter or anything. No, like it, was it was a little, little it was a little dinky thing. We, used to, we and, tried to go to Simi Valley to see something on the 118. And while we're chugging out there, uh, Channel 7 would go. And we're still going. And they've already done the report and they're going back. Because I, I recall they said, we, we're, we, we're going to send you out in Yellow Thunder. And I said, no, I'm not going to go in a helicopter. I, I, I thought it was cool for a long time because I had gone up with Chuck, you know, and I thought it was fun. And I, I went for a pilot's license uh, for fixed wing back when I was in Washington, D.C. Yeah, I'll go up in a plane. Soloed and all of that. Yeah. Uh, I, it was not always a amazing. helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all of that for me was part of, I did 10 to 2 at KISS AM. Then it come, I did it for about a year, and then it comes across the wire. The, the FCC has is, is ruled that major market radio stations can now simulcast 100% uh, of the time putting their FM signal on the AM. And I knew as soon as that came across the wire that we were all fired. And uh, that last night on the air, I threw a party. Um, <laughs> I got on the air at 10 and I flipped the transmitter from nighttime pattern to daytime. So we <laughs> kicking ass. We were just out there. Suddenly we're getting calls. People are hearing us. You know? Yeah. Finally, they can hear the signal. And we had uh, Bruce Vidal came in. We, I, I had all these microphones set up. Ron Shapiro, our production director, set it all up. Mm-hmm. He recorded the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Morgan was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benny Martinez was in there. Tom Murphy was in there and we just partied. The, the world famous that. Tom Murphy. I world love that guy. Tom Murphy. Yeah. Uh, who was I had worked with talent. him at KGIL years before. He was a big star in like Detroit and Chicago. I mean, he in was Seattle and oh my God. Star. And he had worked with the real Don Steele when he was Tiger Tom Murphy way back. Tiger uh, Tom Murphy. So, uh, you know, we had this blowout party. We ordered pizzas and uh, we threw out, we were playing any song we wanted to play, putting people on the air. And then finally we said, okay, you know, we're going to, the FM's going to take over. And I played all of the jock jingles in a row of the entire staff. Dun, 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 Joe Cipriano, kiss AM, dun, 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 Skywalker, kiss, you know, just. Everyone in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And then I let some dead air go by and then I flipped the switch, you know, for the FM to come in. And that was it. That was the end of kiss AM. And uh, so then I was just, uh, you're talking about Sunday mornings. D Fran says, Joe, the only thing I got for you on the FM is 3 AM to 9 AM Sunday mornings. (laughs) And you'll jock from three to seven and then run Rick D's weekly top 40. And uh, I did that. And then D-Fran left and, and um, Steve Rivers came in. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Steve was always very nice to me. He, he gave me production shifts during the day yeah. to voice promos, uh, produce promos, 
some commercials, whatever. Read spots, read spots. He, he, he built yeah. a six day week for me, you know. Yeah. He was uh, so cool. It was amazing. I was so one of the things I did weekends and fill in Big Ron, this is ni- summer of 1988, is going on vacation. And River said, okay, you're going to do three to six this week. And I said, cool. And uh, I was on the air uh, filling in from Big Ron. And it just so happened, it was 1988, uh, this new Fox television network had just come on the air. And the head of on-air marketing was in his car driving from Hollywood to Simi Valley uh, afternoon drive. So he's stuck in traffic. You know, it's going to be a probably a two hour drive. And so the only companion in the car was me and Kiss FM. And he is thinking, we got to come and, up with and a Kiss voice. FM had a 12 share. Yes. And he, he he's going over a problem. He's got to find a new voice for the network, for Fox Network. They had tried Mark Elliott, uh, taken him from CBS. He wasn't Old CBS voice. You he know, was that. too, just too cool, just too good, yeah. professional. And and I was more of you know rough edges. And uh, he said, "Well, you were more of the young network." Yeah, yeah. That was a big change in 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 voices at that time. Um, nobody had really had a young voice. The youngest voice was Mark Elliott. And everybody else was Ernie Anderson and Danny Dark and right. all these huge voices. Right. And it, I've gotten so many emails and calls from people saying, thank God you got hired at Fox at that time. It allowed the rest of us to then come into promo with, with normal conversational voices. Young and voice- I thought it was a great strategic move on Fox's part because they were the young network and yeah. they brought in such a vibrant young sound to the network yeah. and everything that you were promoting from the, uh, the Simpsons married with children, married with children, all these. And know, I, and I remember kit, I remember kidding you at the time. And I used to, to, uh, call you or uh, because you were having me fill in for you on your japan show that's right uh, i would go to your, yeah. i would go to your home in pa- uh, pacific palisades yes you, you had your studio there mm-hmm. and and uh uh and i would always kid you and i would say joe what's on fox tonight because <laughs> Sunday, it's an all new Simpsons. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And because I loved it. Yeah. I loved hearing you because yeah. I was watching Fox. Yeah. I yeah. loved Married with Children. I thought it was an excellent new show. You know, and I was young in those days and, and, and it appealed to me. Mm-hmm. Loved the Simpsons. So I was a new, I was one of the new Fox viewers. Yeah. So I was hearing you all the time. Yeah, so, I mean, so it was great. Almost twenty years I did. You know, was the sole comedy voice, you know, for the network. Oh it yeah, was an amazing gig. And then, uh, and then you I, showed up on CBS. CBS, I did the same thing, and starting and in ninety-seven. Then I was on Fox and CBS at the yes, same time. At the same time, for at least ten years overlap. Yeah. And and then Fox kind of went away because they got tired of me being on CBS, you know, but I had done my 20 years there, which boy, if you, you know, in promo, that's forever. If you can last ever. Yeah. Forever. Like Townsend Coleman. He's he, he lasted at NBC for about 15 years and Danny dark lasted there 15 years. That's the, not even past 15 years is Casey. Yeah. Not even Casey Kasem lasted that long at NBC. 
Yeah. Remember when he yeah. was the voice of NBC? Yeah, he was the voice of everything. They, you know, he did dramas, comedies, reality. Well, there's no reality, but you know, movies, right. whatever. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've always said I owe so much to radio. Radio supported my dreams of getting into voiceover. Radio was always my partner. You know, I would do full-time radio. I, I never trusted, uh, you know, leaving radio to do voiceover full-time. And, and along, throughout my whole career, radio was there supporting me. And it was very, very fortunate. And then radio happens to be at KISS FM. V brought me the job that was the, the pinnacle, you know, of anything I could have done in voiceover. So radio is just so important and, and I love, love it so much, which is why I still do imaging. I love doing imaging, you know, for radio stations all over the U S and Canada, you know, it's still fun. It's still in your blood. Yeah. You know, and even though you're now on such a different level, you know, I mean, you're a national uh, star, I mean, you're the, the, a national voice. You're heard worldwide. Um, and radio is far in your rearview mirror. But it all started. It all began. Your roots mm -hmm. are in radio. And it's what prepared me for doing promos. Because each individual, we, we, we're the last thing to go into a promo. The promo is cut. The music is in. The sound on tape is in there. You get the script and you have what your lines are and then what the sound on tape is. So you're constantly, you're talking up posts. It's, it's like talking up a, an intro of a song. It goes beep, beep, beep. Yeah. And then you say, Sunday on CBS, line comes in. Dave, uh, you know, Dave Schuyler has got a problem. Next line comes in. So you're just talking in and out and you're hitting posts. And... Yeah. Radio is like the perfect um, training. Training, yeah. It was it was my master's degree. Yeah. And you do it so well. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. You're an amazing talent. Oh, David. Yeah. Uh, no, I, it's true. And 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 everybody speaks so highly. You are an incredible talent, and and you have done so much. For those of us who have known you in your radio days, for those of you who don't and just know you as a as a voiceover guy that don't know your history, I hope this uh, was a shining light uh, to see what can be accomplished. And uh, and I want to thank you so much because I know you're a busy guy and and. I, I was surprised that you accepted the invitation, although we've known each other for a long time. I know Absolutely. I know your days are, are extremely busy, but thank you so much for taking the time to be on Radio Memories. I'm and, such a fan, Dave. You know, I, I love this. I, I, I love what you're doing. I thank you for that. And I thank mm -hmm. you for those kind words. And if you do get a chance, which I know probably not, but if you do get a chance, you're always welcome back to the oh, show. Thank you. Thank and you. And anything you'd like to share, uh, please, he, you, you, you always have a home here. Oh, thanks, Dave. I would like Appreciate to thank it. the incredible Absolutely. Joe Cipriano <laughs> for, for sharing his 
Radio Memories. Joe, take care of yourself. Be well, Dave. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joe, for finding time in your busy schedule to visit with us on Radio Memories. And I and I hope you find time to come back because I really would like to talk to you about your book, Living on Air, Adventures in Broadcasting, available everywhere, including Amazon, and a perfect holiday gift. This is a great read and available on audio, too. Living on Air, Adventures in Broadcasting by Joe Cipriano with Anne Cipriano, his beautiful wife. Get it today because you're going to love it. Coming up next week, boy, we talk about back-to-back superstars, the heavy hitters. We've got award-winning legendary radio superstar, Broadway Bill Lee, will be here with me on Radio Memories. That's coming up. That's right. Broadway Bill Lee next Wednesday here to share his Radio Memories. Check out past interviews on the Radio Memories YouTube channel and on Spotify. Click the links. This is Maggie McKay for Radio Memories, a Dave Schuyler production.